Hello, welcome to another episode of Known. I'm your host, Mandy McDonald, and today's guest is Sonia Clemens, also known as the Art Lady. We'll get into that in just a minute, but first, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been supporting the show in so many different ways. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out to my guests and telling them what their stories mean to you. And thank you for interacting on social media. You can find Known Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, my website, mandymcd.com. I have been following the art lady, Sonia, for a while as an artist now, and I'm really excited that I got to sit down and talk to her about her life as an artist. Something really struck me as she was talking. A lot of us in our younger years didn't feel like we were ourselves or that our true selves were good enough. And I just really love that Sonia has found who she is and what she was created to do and has really embraced it. And I hope that inspires some of you also. So here is my conversation with Sonia Clemens, the art lady. Okay, well, I'm Sonia Clemens, um, otherwise known as the Art Lady here in North Alabama. I live in Jackson County, but I work across North Alabama, um, mostly Jackson County, Madison County, um, sometimes on the outskirts of that. So I create murals uh, primarily right now in schools and other public places. I create tourism art for the state of Alabama and I operate an art program called Pictures of Hope for the Jackson County um, Recovery Community. So, and this is my 25th year, by the way. Oh, wow. Well, happy silver anniversary. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have to think of something fun to do for the 25th year of being the art lady. Yeah. You need to add a little bit of silver in all of your art this year. Hey, that's a good idea. We may go with that silver aspect. <laughs> I would celebrate things all the time. So I yes. get excited about everything. Um, I've learned that's one of the greatest marketing tools. Um, it's just one of the greatest life tools. Be excited and thankful over everything that happens. Oh, I love you already. I love and, Well, that. it grows. It grows. Yeah. So when you jump up and down and get excited, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know I, I do get excited over yes. every single thing. And sometimes I'm afraid that I'm a little obnoxious to no. people. But, <laughs> but um, people... But for the most part, tell me it's a good thing. So I just, I'm just me. That's me. That's, that's not artificial. That is not, um, that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. So I just get excited, jump up and down. Um, the other thing I've learned over time is to be diverse, mm-hmm. whether it be with people, whether it be with your art, um, learn different kinds of art, uh, mm-hmm. learn different opportunities because, you know, primarily I need to make a living. It's my job. So yeah. I, I learned it out of necessity, but then I've also learned it it helps you to grow. Yeah. In many ways to be diverse. And then the other thing I've learned is to give. That's one mm-hmm. of the greatest marketing tools ever. Um, if you'll just give, find a way to give. And yeah. then it'll multiply and come back. Yeah. Oh. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, I'm excited you're here. I, like I was telling you before we hit record, um, I've been following you as an artist for a while. And then um, a friend we have in common suggested that I talk to you. And I said, oh, I know who that is. Okay. So right. here we are. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so, I love meeting new people. I've met a lot of friends over, uh, especially Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started Instagram, 
maybe seven or eight years ago, I really didn't see the purpose of it. I didn't see the <laughs> point of it. I really didn't see the purpose in social media. I had to get talked into doing <laughs> any of it at all. Um, but I stuck with Instagram and, and it's paid off. I think that's my favorite social media outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met a lot of creatives and it's just a way to put your creativeness out there yourself. Yeah. And um, there's a page for me at Art Lady Sonia. And then I have the one for the art program, which is at Pictures of Hope, Alabama. And Pictures of Hope is the name of our art program that we do for the recovery community here in Jackson County. Well, and I'm very, very proud of it. We'll definitely link to both of those in the show notes so people can find you easily and make sure everybody starts following you. Perfect. Perfect. So, Sonia, tell me your story. Well, I started off, like I said, in 1996 to be an artist, but I did not have a plan. (laughs) I just, that's the only thing I know how to do. And -hmm. I was working actually in a little art shop and I was doing a lot of the work and I wasn't really happy there. And my mom said, well, why don't you just do this on your own? That was pretty much the business plan. I didn't know what it was. Um, at the little shop, I did picture framing and um, things like that. I've always drawn pictures for people, even in high school, taking on commissions as far as um, I helped a boy in high school with his school project. And, you know, he paid me $20 for drawing something for him. So I have, that's just, I've always done that. But as far as a career plan, business plan. I didn't have one. Um, I went to school for art. I got married. I was married for a while. Uh, I got divorced and I didn't realize I was going to have to have a career that would sustain me just for me. Yeah. And um, so I, I went out on my own and I just started going with it. I did a little picture framing still on my own. That wasn't my passion by any means Mm -hmm. took on a few commissions um but someone asked me if I could paint on a wall and I said I was I was nervous about it I said I don't know I'll try and see what I can do (laughs) because I wanted to do it correctly use the right paint you know it would where it would stand having no idea I would become a muralist because back in 1996 that wasn't the fad thing Uh, Mm -hmm. you know there's always been muralists there's always been murals but it wasn't the thing like Mm -hmm. it is now it wasn't in vogue. It wasn't popular. So um, I just started doing it. And one person would call. Another person would call. I would be nervous. The house would be really big. The houses got bigger and, and the murals got bigger. Yeah. And, and I overcame fears as I went. Decorative finishes back in the late 90s started take, picking up. Mm-hmm. So you had a few people come in and starting to sponge and things. So I learned a few wall techniques. Um, and like I said, that was just being diverse and learning to do things where I could keep in who I was. Um, that transitioned into doing work in schools. And so the murals became even larger. I overcame mm-hmm. even more fears because I would do an entire lunchroom. And the lunchroom manager would say that someone came in and said, how long did it take them to do this? And they <laughs> said, she said, there was no them. It was one lady. And they thought it was a crew of five or six. Yeah. And so that, that, you know, I just, I just kept building momentum. It was momentum, I think, and just following my path and being open-minded to people and things and new opportunities and learning. So that sustained me still taking on a few commissions. I also had no idea that I would create tourism art. 
I love mm-hmm. Alabama. I love Southern things. I love history. So I went with that in my own style. That has taken off. I, I didn't plan that. Yeah. And the art program, I just thought it would be a nice thing to do. And um, I asked the judge if it would be okay if I gave an art class. I was just going to volunteer my time to the people in recovery because here in Jackson County, art opportunities are very, very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a large county, mostly made up of rural areas. And um, it's just, it's just, it, it's becoming more so the arts here a little, a little more, mm-hmm. but, but we just, I, there's just not, not a lot of opportunities here. And so I wanted to offer that as a um, something that they could do to fill their time, because I feel like sometimes a lot of the drug use just probably comes out of, I know problems that they have in life and, and upbringing maybe, but they're just bored. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, and I think they follow patterns and get into things. So I thought maybe that would create an opportunity um, for them to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, of course, was all about it. And I don't think any of us involved knew that it would take off like it has. It mm-hmm. is a very, very, very well-known and popular program now. We're in our fourth year and actually have an art class tonight. I'm very excited about Aww. it. Um. What else? Do, what else? What, what else would you like to know now? Because I can keep talking about art, <laughs> but you know, now I'm just talking. So I didn't. Well, know I really, to. I want to hear a lot more about pictures of hope. Like I want to hear the stories of, of how okay. this affected people. And there's so much to say about pictures of hope. Mm-hmm. When we started, we started with children. Uh, because when you think of art, you think of kids. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, started with a kid's class that the parents could bring their kids to free of charge. These are parents who I feel like are not going to maybe be able to drive to Huntsville to the art museum to put their kids in an art class, but maybe they would, if they had it more, um, easy where they could, you know, go to it easily here, obtainable Mm -hmm. to them. So, we offered a free art class. The parents came, brought their children, stayed with their children. Now, these are these are troubled families. Some of them have lost custody of their kids, maybe just got their kids back. Um, th- these are tr- It was the best art class I've ever given in my <laughs> life. It's the only art class I will give. The parents stayed with their children. They didn't drop the children off. They didn't look at me like I was a babysitter. They stayed with the children. They did the art project with the children. It was wonderful. And it was eye-opening really even to me just to see the effect it had, because like I said, I thought it would just be a nice thing. Yeah. Um, and it was more than a nice thing. So we were only six months old, maybe. We got our first grant from the state arts council and we get one every year now with increase because the program has taken off so much. The next thing we wanted to do was to um, approach the adults Uh, the adults wanted to have their own class. Really, we didn't have to approach them. They were approaching us and they wanted, they wanted their own class. So they, um, I I set up a class for adults, but they have so many things they have to do. Um, I service the recovery community with art. So that is Jackson County Drug Court, Jackson County Family Wellness Court, anyone in the recovery community that wants to come to an art class. uh, If you just, you know, maybe just have substance, substance abuse issues and you're going to the meetings. Um, but these people who are in these court programs, they have things they have to do 
Plus they have to go to jobs. They have to go to court and they didn't have enough time to work in another art class, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So I began to go to their court ordered IOP meetings, which is intensive. I think it's intensive outpatient meetings program. Mm -hmm. I believe is the name of it. It, It's kind of like a court ordered IOP meeting. I mean, a 12 step program is what I'm, what I'm gathering is the best way to explain it to you. So I began just to go to those. They had to be at those. Um, They loved it. They loved it better than the kids. So you had the the people, it breaks every stereotype. You have the people who you would never, ever imagine would be sitting in our class, sitting in our class painting. (laughs) So I think that's what blew everyone's mind. I began to take the art program to um, build up their self-confidence and teach them life lessons. So the art project overwhelms them but life overwhelms them because they've gotten themselves in such a mess. They don't know how to get out of it. So I break down the art project into steps. When you break down the art project into steps, they realize they can do it. So Mm -hmm. if they break down life into steps, they can do it. So I try to use a lot of art to help build their confidence. Um, I say, they say, we messed up our picture. No, you didn't. You're just not finished yet. That's what racers mm-hmm. are for. It's, it's, you know, we, you're not done. Let's keep working on it. We don't throw art away because then they see how to fix it. Then when they see how to fix it, they slide up. So when someone new comes to the class and then they have self-doubt, they tell them, say, oh no, the art lady will help you. And then they, and it's just like, a, it's just a great, great, great thing. And we haven't had in-person class. We've been doing take-home kits. So we have a class tonight. I'm very excited about it. Um, They don't know me. The new group doesn't really know me that well because I haven't been there. So I'll be meeting some new people tonight. They're very loyal to the art lady. They love the art lady. I love them. It's very genuine. It's very real. They call me the OG. (laughs) And uh, so that's one of my nicknames. That's sweet. So, okay, during the take-home kit time yeah. that you've had to do that, has the response still been as strong? Yes. Erica told me, she's my coordinator. I have a art coordinator, Erica Kirkland-Wings. She is the family wellness court coordinator. Mm. So she's kind of a liaison officer for me with certain things. She helped. I, I did the lesson. We put the kits together, and then she would take them to court. So she would give them out at court and Mm -hmm. she gave away lots and lots of kids. So yeah, they were the only, the only negative of it that she expressed to me at all was when she went to, um, I started out primarily trying to serve, serve, um, drug court Mm -hmm. and, um, then it's branched off to these other courts. Well, she told me when she went to drug court that, the ones that didn't know me that were new, they didn't understand. So they did, they were almost a little bit apprehensive about taking a kit. Like they didn't know. So I think when I go tonight and I start going again, it's going to help bridge that. But um, other than that, no, it's, she said they loved it, especially family wellness because they work a lot, you know, they could take a moment and work with their children. Yeah. So that's what she focuses on with what she does. Such a great idea. I love that you do that. From following you on Instagram, I see that you and the judge that you mentioned have a very special relationship. Yeah. Were y'all already close before or has this kind of built that? Um, definitely this has uh, blossomed that. We have always known of each other. So uh, we're familiar and acquainted. 
what put us in touch with each other more was I worked in Jackson County for a long time, like I said, doing the murals. And when I started doing schools, that was in Madison County. Mm-hmm. So I would go to Madison County and do the schools. And I wasn't really around Jackson County very much at all anymore. And two things brought me back to Jackson County. I grew up in Huntsville, which is a Madison County city, mm-hmm. but I've lived in Scottsboro longer than I've lived in Huntsville. So I say I have dual, dual citizenship. In <laughs> but um, I, I was working in Madison County a pretty good bit and I was painting in the schools there and I was loving it. It was just, uh, it was, it just felt right. It fit. I loved it. Um, one of the principals here in Jackson County asked me to come paint a Jackson County school. And I came here and did that. And that kind of bridged that gap back here. But Judge Graham had contacted me and asked how someone might get one of my items. He was wanting to gift it to his wife for her birthday or something. Mm -hmm. And then I did not realize how many activities that he did with drug court. They have a garden of hope. We have pictures of hope. You know, they, they are my people. And I just didn't realize how much we would have in common with working together and creativeness and projects. And they're all like that. Um, Judge Graham and, and Erica that I mentioned and just the whole group. I didn't realize that. We got in contact better uh, when he asked for that. And then he had another art project and, and then he had another art project or something, you know. And through all that, I asked about the art program and he was all about it. Because like I said, he wanted to do projects. I still didn't realize this. I didn't realize how open-minded he would be. Yeah. So um, we, we started, you know, doing that. And the more we did and the more popular it became, the more momentum and the better we got to know each other. Um, and just the more things I did, we just, we just hit it off. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a good team. It's just, to me, it's a good team. Yeah. I said the other day, it's kind of like Martha Stewart and Snake Dog, you know, on the <laughs> TV commercial. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're just a good force. Somebody uh, commented the other day on some social media platform that we were like the dynamic duo or something going around <laughs> doing good. I don't know. I just joke about it. We have a very similar sense of humor. So that always maybe helps. that helps. And yeah, because, you know, did you see the keychains? I did. <laughs> okay, yeah. As you see, I'm not in jail. We may actually, we're thinking about using that for a fundraiser for Pictures of Hope because I'm being bombarded with people wanting keychains. So yeah. anyway, he has um, helped me tremendously, I feel like, because he has such an outgoing personality and he's all about helping people. Mm in many ways, I think, um, he's one of the greatest people I know, hands down. Um, he's one of the, for this is Alabama. I had to give them a list of my mentors and I gave them three, uh, when I, uh, received the women who shaped the state honor recently. And he was one of them. He doesn't mm-hmm. know that yet, but, <laughs> but I never told him, yeah. but, but he was one that, that being said, it just worked. It just worked out. And I think it was meant to be. I just, I just do. So some mm-hmm. things just your paths just cross with the right people and it's just a blessing. Yeah. And he, he promotes the program. He helps us. He backs us. Um, he's our, he's our friend for the art program. Um, Drug Court loves Judge Graham. Mm-hmm. So he's just a good person, but also me being an artist, it helped somehow he, it helped me. 
um, people have commented, well, since you've been around Judge Graham, your, your confidence has soared. And it has huh. because I, I think for many reasons, but when he believed in what I did, that helped me have confidence when I tried something new and it worked um, and, and we did it. I, I just, I just, it just helped me have that confidence, but also I had to become a public speaker, <laughs> which is not my thing. He is an excellent public speaker. Yeah. And we went to uh, Washington, Washington, DC and spoke at the national drug court conference uh, yeah. summer before last. And I didn't want to make him look like an idiot. I didn't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> We did good. We did good. Knowing him, little did I know, you never know where your blessings come from, but I have met a whole group of people. The lawyers and the attorneys have taken me in Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the judges all across, all over the state have adopted me as their art lady. It's I've met the best friends. Even his family has become good friends with, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm good friends with them. So yeah, it's just a good thing. And I'm sitting here in my studio now, which is above a lawyer's office that she has allowed me to use free of charge. Oh, wow. Because, yes, thank you. And um, <laughs> because she said, Sonia, I have it and and you do so much for this community and this program you do. She said, if you need use of this space, it's yours. Wow. So I have this little studio up here that I can sit and gather my thoughts. But that's just one of the things that's come from it. Just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I didn't meet my best friends until I was in my forties. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just strange how that happens. Yeah. Well, see, I've spent so many years working mm-hmm. and I always loved people and made friends. And when I would work at houses, work in people's homes, you know, you, especially if you're there a long time, you make friends with them, you know, yeah. and then it was all word of mouth. So I had a lot of friendly acquaintances and, and whenever I would go to work in someone's home, they would take me out to lunch. And, you know, I had a, I had a good time, but when, then I would move on to the next house. So yeah. I was almost like Manny McVeigh or Mary Poppins or something. Yeah. I was there and I was gone. Yeah. But this, this has overwhelmed me in a good way. And sometimes mm-hmm. I even have stress from it because I'm not, I don't know how to take it all in because, you know, I don't know how long it's supposed to last. You know, yeah. I've never had this and, you know, this is, this has been good. This has been good. So I feel more settled now in a way, which is also weird. Um, <laughs> well, tell me how your personal faith has shaped your art. Well, when I first started this journey, I knew that that was what I was supposed to do. So mm-hmm. that gave me a little bit of faith. I tried to use what I you know, know knew how to do. And people say, are you still painting? And I'm like, it's the only thing I know how to do, you yeah. know, and they don't ask me that anymore. But for a long time, <laughs> because like I said, I was the weirdo. I was the... I wasn't the person, you know, now there's so many creatives. I mean, they have low meal and Huntsville filled with create, you know, but then there wasn't. Yeah. And so I was the weirdo. I was the weirdo. I was laughed at, but I just knew it's what I was supposed to do. It's the only thing I knew how to do. Um, so I just started doing it and um, I tried to be open-minded as to what was in store for me. But like I said, I didn't know, I didn't have all this plan. Um, when I was a muralist at the school and I still am, I haven't officially went back to school because I'm kind of changing that up a little bit, but um, there was no school muralist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't a position. There was no resident artist for drug court. That's mm-hmm. not a position. So I have jobs that I couldn't have planned because they didn't exist. Yeah. They didn't, they weren't real. I just went by faith on that and I painted the houses. I tried to do a really good job. 
because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I was mm-hmm. raised that I should do my part. And if I do my part, then he mm-hmm. will do his. So I did that. I thought, well, and I, I'm not perfect by any means. I, I'm full of mistakes. But I thought, well, if I try, maybe some good will come of that. And I used to be worried about what my next job would be. And it would just always be there. So I just followed that path. And I tried to give mm-hmm. more than I received. And I tried to do a really good job for people. And I tried to listen to what people wanted and not be all about me. One thing that I think is hard for artists in general is we are nervous. It's funny. We're nervous and we're scared about what people think, but then we're all about what we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we don't listen to what someone else might want uh, want us to do because we're artists and we want to do what we want to do. So you kind of have to set that aside and think I need to make a living. You know, I need to listen to what these people say. So it gave me that connection to give of my art more. I can draw flowers and someone might buy it, but I can draw their church, but then on an ornament, I'm going to sell 50. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make a living, but, but my heart had to be in it too. So I had to have that care. And somehow when I put all that together, it just was a good formula. Hmm. And I started being able to create the art I wanted. Now, when I overcame, speaking about what you said, when I overcame fears and my confidence grew, when I walked into those schools and those walls were big, I had no choice but to overcome fears. I had Hmm. no, I had no other choice. So when I did that, I began to do my thing and just not care what anybody thought because I was going to have to, I was going to have to perform. So that built my confidence. Um, And that's what I try to teach in my art program. All these things that I've been through, I try to teach it to them because it's the same rule of thumb for every lesson. Mm -hmm. So when I came out with my art like that, people are drawn to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it really in words, but people are drawn because like you own it and when you own it, they're just like, wow. Sometimes I think, am I a really good artist? Or is it just the fact that, (laughs) you know, I did something that they can't believe I did. Yeah. And because I was always the under, I was the one that people laughed at. I still have people that think that should not be you, you know, you, Hmm. you, you are not, good enough for this do you not know that and Mm -hmm. I I have to still overcome that 25 years later if I haven't proven that now I mean how am I (laughs) going to so what I do is I just try not to let that interfere with my goal because when you achieve your goal that goes by the wayside Mm -hmm. so you don't pay attention to the negative when I notice the negative and it bothers me I think well how can I be more fabulous (laughs) so if I go be more fabulous that's gonna out that's gonna over ride the negative. And I look at my positives and my friends and the ones that do help me, but I still have it. I still have naysayers and critics and mm. you're just going to have that. Yeah. You just can't, you just can't do anything about it. And when I first started my art program, I was actually out of school. And I, before I started the program, I was working late at a school and I told the principal that I was going to leave and go to drug court graduation because judge had said, come and see what we're about. And, you know, And that principal laughed at me going out the door because he thought that was the most ridiculous thing that he had ever heard. And he really didn't mean anything by it. He he just didn't understand why I was doing that. Like what, what he just didn't get it at all. And he thought it was ridiculous. So you just, you just have to overcome what people think when they think you're crazy and then it works. That's good. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you ended up getting into tourism art because you have so many different things out there. Like I can't um, keep up with how much you're okay. doing. <laughs> Uh, I have a backlog right now of to-do projects that I can't even get to. Well, I'll tell you this. I was in, I was in a school painting mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I wonder if the visitor center in Huntsville might would want some products <laughs> that I do. I think I was starting to do the Alabama, the Southern stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's where it was. I think I was doing like cornbread grits and tomato sandwich kind of art. Yeah. And, um, I called them and I'm like, do you, would y'all, you know, and I think I just called it the right time. And they said, you know, we would like, we need some magnets, hmm. you know, and I, I said, okay. I had a meeting with them and what was so funny. We laugh about it now. Me and, and my friend, actually the one that I gets merchandise from me now, we've become friends. I have learned I'm nice to everybody. I try to be friendly and I've made a lot of friends doing that, mm-hmm. but we actually, I think one of our ideas even got, chopped when we first presented it to her her higher ups and I laugh about it because I say it's like it's like chopped on food network I mean I was chopped but I I bounced back I you know I just rerouted and came back around so that same product that got chopped I'm known for it now and I even (laughs) use it and they use it in their marketing and we laugh about it because I got chopped that that got chopped well no it didn't figured out a way to bring it back I couldn't have planned all that it just worked out and when I did for them I just started doing for other places and people saw it and then they wanted it and now we're I'm having people selling out I can't keep them stocked on tourism art yeah and I asked someone I said I don't understand because I'm not the only one that does it Mm-hmm. there's people Mandy you know this that do it yeah. all over the state I said what what is the deal and um, they said you put the details in it and so I do I research things out and um, it's like book reports I mean I do <laughs> like a history project and take notes and so my tourism art is I don't know I guess that's what's appealing about it maybe mm-hmm. that maybe it's the colors I don't know I just <laughs> go with it yeah I, I agree. Like thinking about the different things that I've seen, it's, mm-hmm. you do add a lot of detail and you can yeah. tell like you're very familiar with your subject. Yes. There's places I have not even visited, but I can tell you their history <laughs> because I learned about it yeah. and I try to be authentic. Um, I did a project for Laverne, Alabama, mm-hmm. and they have a Pepsi Cola. I call it Pepsi Cola because it was from the old is Pepsi Cola. Yeah. Pepsi Cola um, mural, and they have a like a hundred, hundred and fifty year family owned bottling plant or something there, and they wanted that mural in it. And I said, I would, I need, I want permission. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to just put that on the art because it's Pepsi. And they got a handwritten letter from uh, or typed, signed from the family owner of the bottling distribute distributor. Wow. Um, and sent it to me that he said that I had permission to do that. So I try to be authentic with what I do mm-hmm. and it be genuine. And I try to learn about the places yeah. and they like that. I'm sure I say, I try to draw what no one notices. And then it's the one thing everyone notices. Yeah. So I try to pull interesting aspects and learn about something there, mm-hmm. you know, put a different yeah. twist on it. When I think about, if you think about like the era you grew up in or, you know, the town you're from, it mm-hmm. might not be the, 
I know what you mean. Like, it's not what you notice at first, but then when you Mm -hmm. see it, it like takes Mm -hmm. you right back to. Yes. 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 And so I love that. That's my, that's kind of my goal with what I do a Mm -hmm. lot is that sort of thing. That's cool. I like that. I know that you are overwhelmed (laughs) with things to do right now. Like you said, your to-do list that you can't get to, but what are your like into the future goals? Like once this to-do list is marked off, what, what do you have your site set on? Or do you even have time to think about that? Yeah, we have a few things. With the take-home kits, we sent some to Florida. Mm-hmm. We sent some to a few schools around, even outside of our jurisdiction. And so what Erica and I have talked about is taking it on the road, so to speak. So we would like to visit some other places and carry um, information about the art program. Mm. Like I said, we went to Washington and spoke. We have been to um, different conferences and spoke about the art program in Alabama. Mm. So we would like just to go to different groups and do that. So that that's one goal. Um, I have started a, a part of Pictures of Hope where I would like to continue taking uh, the take-home kits called Hope to Go, if you saw me mm-hmm. post that. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to do is provide art supplies for people to use at home. Mm-hmm. As far as my personal artistic goals, mm-hmm. career goals, I would like to branch out a little bit more with my tourism art. I would like to branch out with my product line. And I would like to create a few more um, originals on canvas mm-hmm. that it would could I don't know how to explain it maybe have some art showings mm-hmm. or things with that um, I have a special one in mind right now that I hate to say what it is but <laughs> that I'm that I'm kind of trying to pull together yeah. so I have that uh, I love collaborations so <laughs> I'm all about collaborations the Singing River Trail is a biking trail that's going to run across North Alabama that they're developing. And yeah. I'm kind of become the SRT lady as well as the ART lady. <laughs> and um, so, and, there, and there, the reason that I'm called the art lady is back, I guess I should tell you that. Yeah. Back, yes. Back a few years ago, I say a few, probably 20 years ago, <laughs> um, Jackson County does not have an artist in their school system. Oh, wow. They had one and they no longer even have that one. Hmm. No art in their school system at all that I'm aware of. Yeah. So 20 years ago, it was still that way. It's still that way today, but 20 years ago, it was that way. And I was the resident artist and we, they received a grant from the um, arts council. And I hmm. went to six, six of the schools. Wow. They would say the art ladies here, kind of like the Indian ed ladies here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So fast forward a few years and I was getting my car tagged for my vehicle and I thought about getting it personalized and everything was taken. And I said, <laughs> what about art lady? And they said, well, believe it or not, that's, that's not taken. But like <laughs> everything else that I have not planned, I, that has become one of my biggest marketing tools was my, was that. Yeah. But if you think about what that really was, if you think about it, that was a term that was not meant in a negative way by any means. And actually some of my best friends now are the ones that were teachers then that, that called me that said art lays here. If you think about what that is, that is a term 
like I said, the Indian ed ladies here or, you know, yeah. and, you know, there's different teachers like that, that, uh, the, you know, music or whatever that have the cart and they go to your room. Mm-hmm. Well, that term is an easy term. So you're not really getting personal with them. Mm-hmm. You're not learning their name. You, you don't know them. They come mm-hmm. once a week. They're not really in your bubble. And the art ladies here. So I actually took a non-personal thing and made it very, very, very personal. And now everybody knows. If you say art lady in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much know who you're talking about. Yeah. I hope. That's my goal. Yeah. And so I've made it me. And I think that's a pretty good accomplishment. I didn't realize that's what was going to happen. <laughs> so now if you know my name, I'm impressed. But it's for a whole different reason. Yeah. Because you know, everyone knows me to art lady. But it was not you know that's very a not personal term if you think about it like the garbage man just pulled up or the waitress waited on as you know you don't know those people by name and I make it a point I'm terrible with names I make it a point to try to learn people's names Mm -hmm. when I'm at least with them if I'm at a place they have a name tag on I try to call them by their name Mm -hmm. or um, at art class. I try to learn their name and call them by their name. They laugh at me sometimes because I say it three or four or five times. And they say, art lady, you're bad with names, right? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm bad with names. But if you, and I'm I'm oftentimes afraid I'm going to call someone the wrong name. Mm -hmm. So I will purposefully not say their name if I'm not sure, because that would be the worst. It's calling someone by the wrong name. But if you call someone by their name and you know them, that gives them a sense of um, importance mm-hmm. that they need. Mm-hmm. And so I try to do that for mm-hmm. people. I think that's important. Yeah, that makes sense. And people mm-hmm. want to be known. I mean, people, if you know their name, that impresses people yeah. and that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. People need to feel important. It's a good thing to feel important. Mm-hmm. You just shouldn't do bad things with it, but you should right. feel important. So when you're not making art for tourism or <laughs> creating a project for Pictures of Hope, what art do you create just for yourself? Mm, I don't have much time for that. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a little more time in a way, in a way mm-hmm. I don't. But I just draw what comes to me, um, what's around me. I'm always thinking about other people. I do not ever and I can confidently say I never sit and just draw something for no reason. Mm. Never. Ever. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can really <laughs> tell you that. That bothers me more than anything in a school is to walk into a school and there's something painted on the wall for no reason. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get it. We usually paint over it or around <laughs> it or something. Yeah. But to me, all my murals are somehow educational. Mm-hmm. Uh, or s- there's a reason for it and then the kids connect with it and they learn they learn that it should be there for a reason mm-hmm. art should have a purpose and I'm not maybe I'm overcomplicating things maybe I should doodle <laughs> you know maybe I should but I just I don't know I never sit and draw something for no reason I don't have a sketchbook that I just go doodle in never yeah. I'm always like what what's the bigger what's the bigger message what's the bigger thing um, there's gotta be a reason behind this. Mm-hmm. You know, now that you say that about your murals, they're not like, I, I think we need to make that clear <laughs> since this is audio only, like your murals are not like, let me paint a big wolf on the wall. Cause that's your mascot. Never. I, now I haven't asked to paint mascots, but mm-hmm. I 
know what you're saying. And uh, because I've walked in lunchrooms and there'd be an apple on the wall because it's a lunchroom. And yeah. I guess you need to eat the apple, but right. it's floating up there for no reason. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. So you're, yeah. yeah so if we're going to do a mural, it's going to have some kind of something. There's mm-hmm. a purpose. And a lot of detail. <laughs> There's a lot of detail and it's yeah. big. Yes. It's really yeah, big. There's over 50 murals in the Madison County school system by me. Wow. Yeah. My assistant, Rachel, uh, we were, she was topping up resume for me the other day for, for a project. She said, Sonia, how many murals do you think you've done? Cause we we're going to list it, you mm-hmm. know, 50, hundred, whatever. And to be honest, I said, we're going to, we could put 250 on there, but in 25 years, I would not doubt I have not done 500. Wow. I wouldn't doubt it. And that first one you were intimidated to do. Yes. Yes. And I wouldn't (laughs) doubt, I would not doubt I have done 500. And she said, we're going to put 250 plus. And I said, that (laughs) would be fine. I feel honest in that and sufficient. Um, I've done done them in four states, mostly in North Alabama though. Wow. What do you think you would say to Sonia 25 years ago, who was Girl, you are never going to believe it because <laughs> that's what I would have told because I wouldn't have, I did not know. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that I wanted to do something. I knew I had the ability to do something different, but I didn't know what that was. I didn't know how it would look or how it would be pictured. So what advice would you give to a young artist now who's feeling that way? Like, this is what I know how to do. And I don't know what uh, I'm that do. would be. Easy. That's an easy question for me. Um, two or three things. One, you're going to have to do what you love and it's going to have to be genuine. You're going to have to care about it, but it's not all about you. Mm, You are going to have to listen to what people want because you need them because Mm. you need to do what you want to do for your job. And they are the ones that are going to enable you to do that. So if you do not listen to what they want you to do, you're not going to make it because you need them right now. Mm-hmm. Number one, that um, number two, and probably should be number one, <laughs> work hard and keep trying mm-hmm. because I have seen so many new people that like the way they think it looks. I don't know what I'm doing that they like what it looks like, but they do. <laughs> they like what it looks looks like but when they get in there and they see what they're gonna have to do the work that they're gonna have to do they stop doing it Mm. and they might last three months if they don't do it this was the same as when people were doing decorative finishes this is you know back in the 90s I was telling you about everyone was gonna start sponging your walls yes it was same then they liked the way it looked they thought this is easy I can do it mm-hmm. and and they you can do it but they would get there and then realize all the other aspects involved and then they were like oh yeah we don't do that anymore <laughs> yeah you know, like, you know do something else if it's your passion and you want to do it you're gonna have to stick with it like I got cut like we were talking about I got chopped mm-hmm. <laughs> well we just kept with that and turned that around um, I have been turned down for things. And like I told you, I've been told I wasn't good enough. I still mm-hmm. get told that. Mm-hmm. Not verbally and not as much. Yeah. But it's, I get, I do get that vibe from people, but mm-hmm. that's okay. It's not true. You just have to keep going, prove mm-hmm. them wrong. So that's what I would tell somebody to start now. And, and 
overcome your fears and uh, don't be afraid to try something new. Mm -hmm. Step outside of your comfort zone, but know your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't be disrespectful and don't, you know, it's not all about you. I see many artists on social media and I want to tell them don't have bad attitude. You're having, you're complaining about something, but you're actually hurting what you're doing, what, you're, you're not accomplishing your goal because you're, of the attitude you're actually having. Mm-hmm. And if you set aside the attitude, and I don't know, us artists are a little finicky, mm-hmm. a little moody, but sometimes you, it's not all about you. Yeah. That's good advice on just about anything. It's not it all is. about you. <laughs> Therefore, it translates into the art program. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really life advice. Mm-hmm. What's the saying? Art imitates life. Imitates art. Yeah. Pretty accurate. Well, this has been fun. I mean, I feel like we could sit here and talk for a few hours, but you know, you have that to-do list. Yeah. And I'm sure you do too. I have a five-year-old, so that's a whole nother to-do list. I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. So the last question that I ask everyone is because of your story, what do you know about God? I know that he will do... He has better plans for you than you have for yourself. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, my childhood pastor used to say that. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't know what that is. So that's faith because you you don't know. You have to just go. Um, my mom always said, we'll go back to my three mentors. You know, I was telling yeah. you about that. My mom was one, my childhood pastor and judge. And my mom always said, you can, don't feel sorry for yourself. But she would say that God can take nothing and make it something. Mm-hmm. Because I did not grow up a privileged child. Um, I can relate with the people in my art class a lot because just for different circumstances. And judge always said, you can do anything despite anyone that may say otherwise. Mm. And so I've taken all that to heart. And then in a spiritual way, I feel like that's pretty much what I've learned about, you know, God, because when you follow your path and you go by faith, that it all creeps out, but you don't know what that is when you start. Mm -hmm. So you just have to have faith. Yeah. I like that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. This has been fun. And I hope this isn't the only time that we ever talk. (laughs) I know. Isn't she just endearing? I love talking to other artists because I totally get how her brain works. So many thoughts, so many ideas, so many things that she wants to express. And I love that she expressed those things with us. So if you are not already following The Art Lady and Pictures of Hope, you will find links to both of those in show notes. Go check out her work. It is so much fun and just happy. All of her work is just happy, and I really love that about her. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show and interacting on social media. I love hearing how my guest stories have touched you or affected you or changed your mind about things. It's so much fun to hear those things from you so please make sure you reach out known podcast on instagram and facebook my website is mandymcd.com m-a-n-d-e-e-m-c-d.com and make sure you reach out to sonia and let her know how much you love her art because you will and how much you enjoyed hearing her on the show so as always i leave you with the blessing of the beatitudes
The poor in spirit are blessed, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Those who mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. The gentle are blessed, for they will inherit the earth. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are blessed, for they will be filled. The merciful are blessed, for they will be shown mercy. The pure in heart are blessed, for they will see God. The peacemakers are blessed, for they will be called sons of God. Those who are persecuted for righteousness are blessed, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult and persecute you, and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you.